Welcome to Power for Your Living podcast with Prophet Daniel Amwating, a timely, inspirational, and revelational message to restore your life and destiny. This message gives you the power to live your best life given to you by God. Now, to today's message. Amen. How many people know that today God Himself will touch their lives? In Jesus' name, Amen. We thank God for every good thing that God has been doing. In this season, I'm teaching on a subject I've captioned, Watch Your Mouth. That's the series you are doing. Someone say, Watch Your Mouth. Oh, I, I can't feel you. Watch, watch Your Mouth. Watch Your Mouth. Someone say, Watch Your Mouth. Watch Your Mouth. You know, it's a series that has been a blessing to so many people. And today, what I'm about to teach is how to reverse wrong words. When a wrong word is spoken on you, how do you reverse it? And when the wrong word is spoken on you, in front of you, or even behind you. Because a matter of fact, I can teach you how to say positive words, say good things about you. But the wrong word that has been spoken on in somebody's bedroom about you, how would you know? The answer is that you're supposed to know some directions on how to reverse wrong words. And by the time we are through, you'll be blessed. This weekend, next week, that's what I'm teaching. And God will bless you. Now, if God permits, on Thursday, I want every woman to be here. There's going to be a great time, a prophetic time. And prayer for only women. I'll pray for women in the area of relationship, in the area of children, in the area of good health. And the last one is the area of breakthrough for whatever that they do. So every woman, because hear me, women, there are strange things about women. Every, 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 everything that God wanted to start. Before God starts, God looks for a woman. And you ask yourself, why? Because society have made people to know that it's men who are the head, right? But for God, before he starts everything, he will look for a woman. Before we hear about Jesus, the angel didn't go to any man. The angel went to who? Mary. Do you know that the the man in the Bible by the name of um, Samson? Samson. When God wanted a deliverer, because for over 20 to 40 years, the people of Israel, they were looking for a deliverer. They needed a savior, somebody that would help them, because they were under the attack of the Philistine for all these years. Then God said, okay, I will choose a guy. I will bring up a young man that will deliver them. The name of the young man was called Samson. But do you know that Samson's mother was there? Samson's father was there. Samson's father's name is called Manoah. The mother's name is not there. But when the mother was in the field, an angel went to the woman and said, there's going to be something for you. Until the woman went to the house and told the husband, today an angel met me. He said, we are going to have a baby. Then they prayed and said, God, let the angel come again and talk to us. Everything, it begins with a woman. So women, don't, don't miss it at all. And everybody, your, your favor, things about favor and honor on your life, it comes on the side from your mother. And the things about greatness, it comes from your father. I will show you on that Thursday night. And also, hear me, your left hand and your right hand are very, very special and powerful. I always want people, be very careful who shake hands in with you. Because when somebody shakes your left hand, it has something that can happen. When somebody shakes your right hand, it has something that will happen. For your right hand, your long life is in your right hand. And your left hand is about your favor and your honor. Proverbs 3.16. Don't forget these revelations. I'll I'll get time and do a series on your hands. That's why it's not everybody you see and you. Some people, you see them, you do that, then you go. Look at it. Long life is in her right hand. Test service, I can't feel you. Right hand. And wealth and riches, honor and riches are where? Left hand. So everybody is, is here. Is here. But how do you connect? How do you activate? It's what I'll be showing you. On, on, on Thursday, of every woman, don't miss it. And take a key from your house and bring it. It can be your car key, your house key, any key. This one is not a key that you throw away. A key that you work with, bring it. And we spend time on this one. And there will be a heavy testimonies in Jesus' name. So all the women, don't miss it. Then on coming Friday, we don't have services on Friday. But coming Friday, there's an emergency. If you can see, uh, I spoke about it on Wednesday. We have broken into the year. That's half. End of the month, we do prayer and fasting. But this time around, the Lord says we should fast on Friday, coming Friday. Break it when you are strong. If you want to break it at 2, 1, anytime at all, break it. But in the evening, 6, we are going to be here. It's an emergency prayer meeting. 
Massive testimonies. Number two, preservation of long life. And number three, God ordering your steps in the course of the year. If you, if you can see this particular season, many young people have died, especially young men, if you can check it. It's going on in the season. And it's something that God just dropped on to me. If you can see, while the service was going on, on Wednesday, God dropped on to me that. But there's going to be massive blessings as well. So you don't want to miss it. And the last thing I will ask you is that on Tuesday, coming Tuesday evening, after the morning session in the evening, there's a direction that I'm doing for people about some features. It's not for everybody. It's for people that requested to be part from last Wednesday. So everybody, uh, those that want to be part towards the end of the service, I'll give you the opportunity in Jesus' name. And the last thing, and the last, last thing is um, our, our chairs are occupied now. If you can see, first service, we are full. Second service, we are full. Third service is where we started, and we are almost full. So on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, our services, we don't get chairs. We had plenty chairs. We are, if you can see, we have added, added more. Now the spaces are even small. So people were given opportunity to forgot to tie their heart and say they want to help and support us with chairs. And this time around, when you bring the chair, you write your name behind it. Not just for show off, but at any day, may your name be in the house of God. And when anybody sits on that chair, you shall be a shareholder of that particular blessing. Because by Wednesday, we have to get more chairs as well. Because you all know, Tuesday and Wednesday, we're struggling with chess. Am I saying the truth? So let's all be part in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's be on our feet and let's go to watch your mouth. Let's go. Have you been enjoying the series so far? Yeah. Oh, are you sure? Yeah, right. Oh, are you sure? Yes. Good. And today I will show you how to counter wrong words. How to reverse it. When a wrong word is being mentioned, how do you stop it? Before you were born, the words that were mentioned, how do you stop it? Because it was said on your grandfather, it was said on your grandmother. In your days, how can you stop it? That's why we are here. That's why you are in a church where the word of God is broken down into pieces for you to understand really and it will help you. Everybody, let me tell you the truth. You are going somewhere. There is something great about your life. I say you are going somewhere. Amen. The one who said the loudest, amen. amen. I said you are going somewhere. Amen. God is taking you so very far. Amen. And never give up. Never give up. Even if you ever give up, don't forget about one thing. You are in the testimony city. And everything here, everything here is possible. There's a testimony that I shared on the first service and second service that I don't, I don't even know whether it's a testimony or not a testimony anymore. In the month of October or November, I was ministering and I called a sister. When I called a sister, I spoke to her about her marriage. She started breaking down. She was wearing a wedding ring, so I asked her to take off the ring for me. She was crying too much. That's when her mother showed up. Why? She's been married for about two, three years. And all of a sudden, that, that man is in Italy. So every year, he comes about two or three times. All of a sudden, the guy comes to Ghana and will not come home. And the house they were building, the guy has finished building the house and going to let another woman stay in the house. So the guy will come to Ghana, go into the house with that other woman. The lady was devastated, crying. I told her, don't worry, I told you on the testimony city. So I told her to get a couple of prophetic directions and come. We started praying. I only told her that, don't worry, I told Jehovah will speak, so don't worry. We prayed. The mother came, we prayed, and the guy tells, since that time, the guy has come to Ghana by even two times. The guy will come to Ghana. The guy will go for funerals and be going with this other lady. They will come. They will cry. Say, Midi, I'm done. I've the direction. And I know the direction we do over here. The altar will speak. The mother, I was there on a Tuesday. The mother came to see me after the service. The prophet, something has happened. So what has happened? It's a man of God. We were just there. We don't even know that the guy has come from Italy. The guy came to the woman. Open the door, knock the door, and say, I want to beg you, beg your daughter for me. I don't know what came on my eyes. I don't know what I ate. I don't know what I want to take her back. Now, don't clap because I, I don't know whether it's a testimony or not. So I told the woman to go and say, Prophet, thank you. Now, the woman said, There's a problem. I said, What's the problem? I said, My daughter now said, You are my same daughter that was crying. She now said, The tin has died from the eyes. So now, man of God, she says the guy should go. She's still bent on now giving the, ring, the drinks and everything. Then the guy said he's sorry. He doesn't know. The lady said no. The guy said in the house, go ahead. 
The lady said, I don't, I'm afraid. When I even go and stay there, what would the other lady do to me? Maybe the lady. So now I have a problem. I've done direction that has bringing me a problem. So now what, 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 what do I tell them? First, second, first and second service, I, I, I told them to talk to me. So you to talk to me. What do I tell them? The lady, the lady should. Hey, then tell service people you are serious. Oh. Do you know that first and second service said she should go? Do you know that first instrumentalist, you were here. First and second service said no, the lady should go because the trouble is too much. They don't know the trouble that is coming again. But test service for the woman, you say, on the back. Because it's a testimony city. So that's why I'm even saying that. Why would she be afraid that the girl can do her something? Wow. But on Tuesday, I'll make, I'll make her come herself, then you people will talk to her. Amen. Clap your hands and bless God. Clap your hands and bless God. John chapter 1, verse 45. John chapter 1, verse 45. Now the guy is begging him. But the lady was crying when she came. Now the guy is the one begging. Philip found Nathaniel and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, about whom the prophets also wrote. Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Verse 46. Now everybody read it one. Let's go. Read it. Nazareth. Can anything good come from there? Nathaniel asked. Come and see, said Philip. Nathaniel asked. Can any good thing come? Philip answered. Come and see. I want you to help me to give the title of my sermon to your neighbor on your left and right and say my neighbor. My neighbor. Get ready. Get ready. To reverse. To reverse. Negative words. Negative words. You may be seated. Church of God, hear me. Words are powerful. Words are unique. Words are very dangerous. One word can determine the next 10 years of your life. One word can determine the next 24 hours of your life. You can just be here, and whilst you are here, you can hear just a word. And that one word can devastate your life. You can also hear one word, and you'll be excited for the whole week. Nobody slaps you, nobody beats you, but by virtue of just a word. Christian journey is about words. Whatever God created, God didn't, God created by words. The only thing that God made with his hand was you and I, and God made with the hand. But even before God made, he said, let us make man. So before God can even make, he has to say. Whatever has to be made of your life, it has to be first said. But the thing seriously is this. Keep human beings, Christians, keep on saying negative things about themselves. I am sick. I have ulcer. I have headache. As for me, I have this. Who told you? The same way you say you have a car. Because it's your possession. When you say you have ulcer, you have claimed ulcer. As for me, I have disappointment. When you say that, you have claimed disappointment. So the Bible says in Joel chapter 3 verse 10. It says KGV. It says, let the weak say, I am strong. Was God showing us to lie? No. It's not a lie. He knows you are weak. But don't say you are weak. Say I am strong. Because whatever you say after I am becomes your reality. Child of God, what have you been saying with your mouth? Having known this, the second thing I will advise you is this. Now you've known this secret. You are careful with what you say. You are careful with how you speak. But now, what is the other words that are being said about you behind the scenes? That's what I'm about to show you. How to cancel and counter wrong words and break it. Now, the first thing you need to do, get your pen and book ready, and let me show you what to do. When a wrong word is being spoken, how to reverse it? How to divert it? How are you supposed to divert the influence of wrong words? The first thing you've got to do is this. Thank you. The first thing you've got to do is this. Number one, when a wrong word is being spoken, reject the wrong word. Reject the wrong word. What's the meaning for rejection, rejecting wrong words? This is the, it simply means, it is not my portion. So when you are being told, 
You are sick. You shall be sick. You are not well. You will not be well. You will suffer. You will be broke. How do you reject it? I reject it. It is not my portion. The moment you reject it, the word will not stay. And somebody will ask another question, the man of God. How can I know that somebody is saying this thing on me? That's why prayer is important. That's why in, ve- in, the, in the time of prayer you declare, whatever that is wrong against me, I reject it. And when you reject it, it will not be your portion. When we were young, I give this illustration, this scenario. When we were young, many, many young people loved movies. You watched Commando, right? Rambo. Van Damme. Bruce Lee. Dark Chai. A journey to the West, Sefo. Or Tai Yefens, Tai Kung Fu, Tai Shon. Kumasi Fofen is Sefo. Do you know that all those movies that you want to watch, there was a video cassette? Like Van Damme, you have a video cassette, you place it in the deck, then the movie will come. That's right, that's right. But sometimes you can be ready to watch that movie. You let them place it in the deck. But all of a sudden, in front of the deck, it will be written, reject. Then the cassette will come out. It means that the deck is not ready to accept the cassette. Which means in your life, when they say negative words on you, let your body be like a deck and declare, I reject it. When they say you not marry, let your body be a deck and say, reject it. When they say that your mother suffered, your father suffered, and because of that you suffer, you turn and ask for me, I reject it. You are supposed to get to a realm where your body, your spirit will reject some things. You get to a realm where when cancer is thrown at you, your body will reject cancer. A sister had a testimony that she came to share. It's that Sandra who got stroke, but the stroke was for a few seconds. She said the night before, she was in pain. She couldn't sleep. She was restless. So early morning, she felt that no, she's not all right. Then she called her driver and said to the driver, take me to the testimony city because that day was a Tuesday morning. So the moment she got to the compound, I had traveled, he said she saw Pastor Fred. Say, man of God, I'm not feeling well. Then Pastor Fred started praying for her. He said, whilst praying for her, her mouth twisted. All of you are here, right? When she testified. The mouth twisted. For about five minutes, she was off. They kept praying for her in the car. Praying for her in the car. Then she came back again on. The mouth that twisted. I was in America at that time. Early morning, because around 8 a.m. in Ghana at that time in America, was around 4. I was just there. The Lord showed me, I'm telling you, whoever is committed to this church very well, wherever you are, I'm like a watchman. God uses me to show, show me so many things that are going on. I was just in America. I sent her a message. I said, how are you doing? I'm praying for you. Reply, they didn't come. It's after a few moments, she said, I'm in church, but I'm sitting at the back there. But something strange has actually happened. Pastor Fred just prayed for me. So I said to her, go outside and let me talk to you because I felt something. Then she narrated everything. So the moment she finished everything, I said to her, she should leave the church and go to hospital now because God has come through for her. But I'm, I'm telling her that what God showed me was that a, um, a, a stroke hit you, but something has happened. So they went to hospital. They went MRI, all the scans. And when the results came, the doctor called her. The pastors were there as well and her friends were there. The doctor said, ah, I'm confused. She said, why? The doctor said, when we checked through the whole scan, we saw that a blood clot of stroke came to your brain, but your body rejected it out. So your yes, body sir. reset back to Jesus. your body. So he said, so doctor, do I have to? And the doctor said, no. Stroke entered into you, but your body did something like a vibration. Shoot the thing out, and now you are no more. Man, oh, she came to testify. Why are you not here? That's right. Church. So you get to a realm. And they were able to show her the whole truth and say, This was the thing passed. This was the blood clot plots and everything. But it has left your body. 
And the straight thing is that the same day she got it, a year before, her sister got stroke. And she also told me that her mother also died from stroke in America. So it has happened to one. It is continuing. But when it got to one person, her body rejected. There's a realm. Somebody's about to receive that grace. Jesus. Where you shall be like a video deck. Yes, you shall reject wrong stuff. Amen. You shall reject negative stuff. Amen. Anything that is wrong, Jesus. you shall reject it from your system. Yes, you shall I reject it. I reject it. So when a wrong word is being mentioned, Reject it. Say, I reject it. I reject it. Oh, I can't feel you. I reject it. Say, I reject it. I reject it. When you read Psalm 3, verse 1, it shows you how something is being said by how you reject it. Psalm 3, verse 1. It says, Oh Lord, how many are my foes? How many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying of me, God will not deliver him. So, wrong words. They are saying, God will not deliver him. They are saying, God will not deliver him. Then the post, verse 2, then it pauses and says, seller. Anytime you are reading your Psalms and you are reading your Bible and you get to the word seller, seller simply means pause. Think about what you just read. So, when you see seller, you pause and think about it. Which means what was being mentioned before is very deep. So, seller. Pause and think. So the moment you get to seller, verse of three, say, God, now they say that God will not help me. But he says, but this is how you reject it. But you are a sword around me. Oh Lord, you bestow glory on me and lift up my head. So they are saying that you shall fall. You reject it and say, Oh my God, yes, you are Lord. a sword for me, yes, my Lord. glory, and the lifter up of Jesus, my head. Jesus. Today I come to declare, God is your shield. And the verse of four, verse of four, put in a good way. Verse of four, put in a good way, and says, To the Lord, I cry aloud, and He answers me from His holy hell. So the first thing is to reject it. Now, this is the second thing. When a wrong word is being mentioned on you, counter it. Say, counter it. Counter it. What's the meaning of counter it? Counter it simply means say the opposite. Declare the opposite. Counter it. You will struggle. I will not struggle. You will suffer. I will not suffer. Say the opposite. You will suffer. I will have a comfort life. So the same thing happened in the life of Nathaniel and Philip. Nathaniel said, you Philip, forget about it. Can any good thing come out from Nazareth? Philip counted and said, come and see. He was trying to say, the good thing is already there. Those who said you not marry, you are going to tell them. Those who said you not make it, you are going to tell them. Come, come and see. Those who said the sickness will not leave you. Those who said the baby will not come, yes, you tell them, come, come and, and see. Those who said you cannot complete building the house, Jesus. you will tell them, come and see. Someone shout, counter. Counter. So, Church of God, I'm advising you when a wrong word is mentioned on you, counter it. Now, the third thing to do to reverse a wrong word, and this one is something that is daily bread, you've got to do it daily. This is the answer. Always say positive words on yourself. Words carry energy. And the energy creates an environment. And the environment creates an atmosphere. There are two types of people in this world. Man of God, one, man of God stand here. Man of God stand here. There are some people you go around in this life. When you go around them, you always want to go close to them. Am I saying the truth? And this, this is the word people say. They have good aura. And they will say they have good vibe. I'll, I'll come to explain to you why it's so. There are some people too, you go close to them, you are not comfortable. Some people too, you even sit down with them in church. You don't want to sit down with them again. Because they have found their face and there's no energy around them. But there are some people every day you want to sit around them. Hear me? Energy and atmosphere is always created by words. So let me explain to you. 
Anytime you see somebody who has a good aura around them, they are always saying positive things around themselves. But those who say, there are some people in life, every day they are complaining and they are moody. Mm. We are saying that, me bro. Ah, and you say, we are saying, the we are saying, the we are saying, sister, a good pastor was saying, why the way you are laughing, why? Which of them are you? Clap your hands for her. So, some people, they are moody. They are always down. As if the whole world is against them. And they say negative things. As for me, look at what happened to my mother. From class one, I've been struggling. From class two, I've been going through this. From class three, this is what I've been going. It has always been going on. I think God is touching her with deliverance. Listen to me. Those people... Their environment is dark. When you go close to them, nothing good happens to you. And today, by the time I'm through with this one to you, be shocked. Now, now, let me explain this to you again. Now, the person with good atmosphere, this is how they are. The person with the remote control, where is it? Where's my remote control? Let me show you something. Let me show you something. Let the smoke come. Yeah. Stand there. When you are talking with words, this is what is coming around you. Let it come more. Look at the vapor. That's how worse energies are. The energies of worse are. If you always say, say, I am great, I am blessed, I am great. I am great, I am blessed, I am great, I am blessed. His atmosphere is clear, good one. But just say, I'm, I'm, I'm tired, I'm suffering. I'm tired, I'm suffering. His atmosphere becomes dark. Everybody you see in life, they are walking around with this thing around them. But those who say positive things, their own is clear, good atmosphere. Those who say negative things is dark and gloomy and doomy. Now, have you known this secret? Prophet Daniel, why should I say negative things? Why should I say positive things around myself and stop negative things? I come to explain to you. Those who say negative things around them, that same atmosphere is on them, but their own is black. Help him. Now, those who say positive things, their own is clear. I come to show you. If you know this secret, it will transform your life. So you are making, you are doing A because they've already done it before, so don't worry. Yeah. Thank you. So, I am sick. Your, your circle, your atmosphere is black negative. So when people come around you, they don't feel any energy. Those whose own are clear. I am the head. I am sick, but I won't say I'm sick. I am strong. Jesus. I am powerful. Yes, Lord. Prophet Daniel, now, why should I say positive words? This is the meaning. When somebody now sits somewhere in their room, in their house, in their family, somebody sits somewhere and say negative things on you. If you are somebody who is always saying positive things on your life? When the person says negative words on you, this is what happens. So now all your life, you've been saying positive words. I am the head and not the tail. I will not suffer. I will not struggle. Somebody say, Jesus. Jesus. Everybody, watch what I'm doing. Watch what I'm doing. Because it will help everybody. The moment somebody who doesn't like you says negative things around you, because positive is on you, and mind you, when you are positive, you are full of light. And light is bigger than darkness. So when somebody says, you will suffer, you will not make it, you will not marry. Because your atmosphere is already positive. When they say the negative things, it will bounce back to the same. My God. My God. Jesus. But those who are already with negative atmosphere, when people say, you will suffer, you will struggle. Because already around them, it is you will suffer, you will struggle. So when somebody says you suffer, you struggle, when it comes, because that is what you already are. Because you've already claimed it for yourself. My God. So as you are moving up and down in life, church of God, hear me? This is how everybody is. At any point, you are either like this or you are either like this. Which of them are you? Don't make mistake. No, don't make that mistake. You only heard the sermon. 
I don't know what you've been saying for the past 10 years of your life. Church, words are very powerful. Words. So, so, so when positive words are on you, it rejects wrong words. Because the wrong words, the positive words don't know the wrong words. But if you say wrong words, they are already friends. So when somebody says button on you, it's like, oh, you Because don't forget, in as much as you don't see words, words carry atmosphere. I'm telling you. Let me tell you, motivational speakers and scientists who are not, who are not even Christians or something, they will tell you that if you want to get something in life, write it on a sheet of paper. Get a um, glass of water. Put it in the water. Every day, drink it. It will happen for you. Go online and research. And even Pope, they don't know the spirituality, no. But it is already there. So your words create atmosphere on you. Today, I speak on somebody. Jesus Christ. May you forever become like this. Amen. May you forever become like this. Amen. Now, if by chance or by mistake, my God. you have said negative things on you, yes, Lord. and this thing has been on you, Jesus. by fire, I came to break it off Amen. you. I speak, I shake your atmosphere. Jesus. Let the blood of Jesus yes, say thy very best long atmosphere. Yes, so, so, Jesus. Sit down. Say, Jesus. Jesus. Now, let me give you number four. I... Uh, are you being blessed by this? Yes. Number four is very serious. How do you counter and reverse, you reverse wrong words? It's about the altar that is behind you. Church, you have been, I know you've been to church before. You are a student of Bible. But you keep on hearing altar, altar, altar. What is an altar? An altar is a place where meetings take place. It can be good spirit, good spirit. It can be bad spirit, bad spirit. Or it can be good spirit and bad spirit meeting. When a human being comes on the altar, mind you, a human being, you are a spirit. You have an encounter with the altar. This altar is God's altar, so God's altar, that's God and you. When they take your name to an evil altar, it is the evil, evil spirit and you. So everybody has an altar back in them. Every family has an altar. Now, Prophet Daniel, so the altar that backs me can only be the altar in the church? No. Let me explain to you. Everybody has to get an altar in their house. You are not going to buy cement and blocks to do this. Very simple. Everybody, I know that you have a place in your house you pray, right? You have a place in your house you pray. Maybe in your bedroom you have a place that you kneel down in front of your Simple. Just get, it can be a tabletop like this. It can be the side of the bed or something. Take olive oil and put it there. Olive oil, a bottle of olive oil. Because everybody, you have olive oil in your house. I know you have about seven. Because one from the pastor in, in Pispintas, the prophet in Achimota, the prophet in, I know, you already have it. You get a bottle of water around the same place. Your Bible that you always read that is at the top corner of your bed. You place it on there. I know you drink communion. Communion bottle too, you have some. Maybe saw direction to you have it. Prophet Daniel, if you give you mantle, it's already there. Church, you have built an altar. Now, how does that altar in your house become powerful like this one? This is what is important. Today is Sunday. You know you are coming to church. And when you are coming to church, you are going to give offering of 100 cities. So how will the altar in your house become powerful like this one? This is what you do. In the course of the week, you've already prepared the seed you give, whether seed or offering. You place it in the, in the envelope. Or even if there's no envelope. Then you put it on that altar in your house. So when it's 7 a.m. and you are coming for first service or ten, second service or 12, third service, you go to that table where your stains are, your oil and everything. Then you pay that money. So when offering is being called, you come and put it on the altar. The woman that offering from the, your altar in the house touches this one. What is on here are joined together. The power here connects over there. So this is what you do. When your child is going to school, you don't need to be afraid. You take your child's photo and put it on that altar. And say, as my child gets to school, let the altar back my child. 
Another altar is backing your child. The altar from the testimony city yes, is also backing your child. Yes, Why? Lord. Because I know that you want to put your children's photo on this altar. But we always want it to be cleared. So service time, you can put it on. But maybe in the course of the week or something, somebody can even, they will throw and play, throw it away. So you place it on there. You want to go to the embassy. You take your passport. Because when you come and lie, you play your passport here, it might get missing. Service time there, you can drop it there and you can pick it. But you want to keep your passport on an altar for a long time. You place that passport on that altar in your house and say, God, let the altars. Jesus name. Sometimes you have a child, you have a sibling, you won't go to touch their life and heal them. This is what you do. You take their t-shirt, you take their dress and place it on that altar and say, God, let it happen. Somebody will ask you, why do you think it's powerful? Because I always put my sacrifice I will place on here, on that place. So next time I drop it here in the spiritual realm. So this one is a full class that I have taught you. How to build an altar 101. Full class, I've taught you. I'm trying my best. Thank you. So, you know, these spiritual things make you very powerful. Because church of God, altars are powerful. Certain say altars are powerful. Altars are powerful. Now, why do you need an altar? Because an altar, hear me, an altar, an altar, hear me, hear me, an altar has a mouth. An altar talks. And now we are talking about wrong words. If a wrong word is being spoken about you, what are you supposed to do? You counter, you, you respond. This altar can respond back. Revelations 16, 7. And I come to show you that something that will blow your mind. That's my best part of the whole sermon. Revelation chapter 16, verse of 7. Um, um, get me NIV, please. Look at it. And I heard the altar respond. It's okay. Church. I heard the altar respond. So the altar has a mouth. The altar has a mouth. So what's the meaning for the altar responded? Respond is a reaction. So I'm there. I don't know the person who is in their house cursing me or saying bad things on me. But because I'm not there to hear, this altar of God my will... God. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God. So when somebody takes your picture and plays to any evil altar in Navrongo or in Asante region or in Accra, and that altar wants to fight you, there will be another altar that will respond. Amen. So can I pause here to... Oh, let me stand on the Jesus altar. Christ. I stand on the altar to declare. There are people here. The altar of God is about to respond. Yes, it's about to respond. respond. It's about to respond. respond. So can I give you this good news? When the doctor diagnoses you of a serious infirmity, you say, oh God, respond to the doctor. Respond. And the response is this. Although you saw the diagnosis, it's not my person. The kidney failure, the liver failure, the cancer, it's not my person. When the judge says you are about to lose, you will respond from the altar and say, I will not lose. Why? The altar of God will respond. Sit down. So hear me. The altar can respond. The altar talks. Which altar is responding for you? That's why evil people even have their own altar. Let me bless the child. I bless the child. Where's your mother? I bless you. God bless you. Go. Listen to me. God will respond on your behalf. I said God will respond on your behalf. Say, God will respond on my behalf. God will respond on my behalf. Say, the altar will respond. The altar will respond. Test service, hear me, hear me. When the Bible says the altar will respond, it means it has a mouth. So the day you cannot speak for yourself, the day you think you are tired and weak, the day they think they have finished you, there will be a response from the altar. The altar has a mouth. And, and hear me, what's the meaning of response? Response is a reaction word. So let me explain. 
How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. He only responded because I spoke. He only responded because somebody first spoke. So it means if anybody speaks first against you, the response will not come from your mouth. The response will come from the altar I speak. Whoever has spoken against you. Third service, I can feel your energy. First service, I feel them. Second service, I feel them. Third service, I don't feel you. I said in the name of Jesus, if anybody has spoken, I see a response coming from the altar of God. From the north to the south, east and the west. In the shadow of pain, in the shadow of agony, there's going to be a response from the altar of God. Say, oh God, respond on my behalf. Say, oh Jehovah, Service, sit down. So the only way there can be a response is when somebody has first spoken. The Bible says, and I heard the altar respond. Church of God, everybody you need an altar. And let me explain to you again how to build an altar is very simple in your house. You have a tabletop close to the bed or something. You just have anything at all. A flat space. It can be the corner of your bed. You understand? It can even be on top of a chair. Your olive oil you have, give it to me. Your olive oil you have, because everybody in Ghana, if you land, all of them, they have olive oil. Olive oil, just the olive oil bottle you have. Because you have it close to your bed, right? You have communion. You have communion. You went to prophet, he gave you a direction. You put it on there. You have salt already, you put place it on there. Because sometimes when you are going to bath, you put the salt in water, it preserves you. You have it there. Everybody has a Bible. So that your Bible, you take your Bible and place it around that side. So sometimes when you are praying, you go over there. Father, remember me. Now, what makes this powerful, I'm saying it again, is that when you are going to church, you know you give an offering. So the offering you will give, you take that money already and put it in an envelope or without an envelope and place it on that altar. So in the morning, when you wake up to come to the testimony city, on your way coming, and you want to even give my momo or something, but remember, oh, my money is on my altar. You pay that money from your altar in the house. Then you bring it. When we do offering declaration, and you are, we are giving, you go and put it on the altar over here. So the, because it's here, this one has been the link between the altar in the church and the altar in your house. So any blessing from the altar in the church also follows you to the one in your house. So you're about to go for a job interview. You take all your documents. I know you live far away. You can't come to spend test. But because you have already prepared this one in your house, you put the documents in that house and say, God, let the altar at the testimony city that has been working for people, let the same thing work for me. And I'm telling you the truth. So from today, go and take all your children, all their photos, put it on the altar. And say, God, let the altar back them. Let the altar be for them. Clap your hands and bless God. In my last two minutes, let me tell you this about the altar. The last two minutes. This is what I'm telling you about the altar. The last two minutes. Now, wrong words have to be reversed by the altar. But I will never end this whole sermon without telling you that everybody here, we are sinners. Have you seen before? And hear me, we are talking about wrong words. But sometimes you do something bad and somebody says something against you. I want to say the truth. But the good news is that when you have an altar, when, they, when you do something bad, somebody put a wrong word on you and you ask for forgiveness, God will let the altar of God will make you innocent. Amen. Psalm 26, verse 6. Let's go. Psalm 26, verse 6. Let's go. Look at it. I wash my hands in innocence and I go about your altar. So God, I was guilty. But the moment I went on your altar, you made me innocent. So some people don't understand you. That when they check your life, 
you should have been punished by now. But somewhere, somehow, God keeps opening doors for you. They don't know that an altar is behind you. That an altar is backing. An altar is working for. An altar is doing something so amazing for you. Somebody shout the altar. The altar. And I will end on this note. We know all know about the story of Jacob and Esau. Say Jacob and Esau. Jacob and Esau. Now everybody, be on your feet. Be on your feet. And say my story will change. My story will change. And sit down. Let me show you something. This is Jacob and Esau. Stand over here for me. And give me another person to represent Jacob and Esau. And I'm showing you something the next one minute. You love this whole thing. I'm about to teach you. I'll end it on this note here. Look at it. Jacob took Esau's blessing. So Esau is angry. So frown your face like you are angry with him. And when he meets him, he has to beat him and kill him. Do you, do you remember? Yes, sir. But, but God is some way. God, you know this guy has, this is Jacob. He has stolen Esau's blessings. But God gave him a strategy. Genesis chapter 35 verse 1. I don't understand God. Genesis chapter 35 verse 1. He said, then God said to Jacob, go to Bethel, settle there, and build an altar. There who appeared to you, when you were fleeing from your brother, when your brother was trying to kill you, build an altar for me. So it means because your brother wants to kill you, when you build that altar, he can't kill you again. Verse 3, verse 3, verse 3. The power of the altar. Then come, let us go up to Bethel, where I will build an altar to the Lord, who answered me in the day of my distress. So in the day of distress, an altar has to speak for you. Verse 7, verse 7, verse 7. There he built an altar and called the place El Bethel, because it was there God revealed himself to him when he was fleeing from his brother. When he was fleeing. Church, everybody, there will be a day of fleeing for you. A day that you are because there's trouble enough, you want to flee. But the Bible says, when you are fleeing, an altar has to speak for you. Hey, whoever wants to flee pain, frustration, bad news, an altar is about to speak for you. The one who shouted the loudest, amen. An altar will speak for you. Shout amen. Amen. Shout amen. Amen. Say the altar. The altar will speak for me. Will speak for me. By authority. By authority. When he sit down, when he was fleeing, the altar is the only one that spoke for him. And let me tell you the serious thing about the altar. So this is Esau, who is angry, but after many years, he is about to meet Jacob. And what, what is supposed to happen? What is supposed to happen? Serious war. My man of God, because of this altar he built, when the brother Esau saw him, he said, my brother, I don't know, but forgiving you, let's work together. That's right. It's not possible. But it happened because of the altar. 33, 12. Look at what happened. 33, 12. The power of the altar. Then Esau, so mind you, Esau is angry, but because of the altar, not Then Esau said, Let us be on our way, I will accompany you. I have a lot of things. So because of that, when we go together, some of them might get missing. Then Esau now said, Don't worry at all. If you don't want me to go with you, I can give you some of my bodyguards to go with you. Hey, from anger to favor. Let's continue, let's continue, let's continue, let's continue, let's continue. Verse 13. But Jacob said to him, my children are plenty, so if you go together like this and you go fast, some of the animals will die. 14. So my Lord, you just go ahead. So, so Jacob now said to Esau, you know, so don't worry about my brother, thank you, but just go ahead of me. Even before Esau will go ahead of him, he said, then before I go ahead of you, I'll give you some of my boys. Let's go 15. 15. Esau said, then let, let me leave some of my men with you. Let me leave some of my men with you. Who will be there to help you? But yesterday, he nearly killed him. Oh, he wanted to kill him. 27, 41. He nearly wanted to kill him. 27, 41. Esau held a grudge against Jacob because he had taken his blessing from him. He said, when the days of the morning of my father are over, then I will kill my brother Jacob. 
He wants to kill him yesterday, but today, because an altar was built, he said, my brother, let's work together. Today, those who have made their mind Jesus, to destroy you, Jesus. they will walk back to you. Yes, and their mind will change by fire. I'm done. Be on your feet. Jesus, today. How to reverse wrong words. How to divert the agenda of wrong words. Church, this revelation will change your destiny. Yes, sir. How many of you have been blessed by this? Church of God, hear me. Tuesday, Wednesday, I will continue. And you know that anything I teach, I'm not able to repeat again. Because there are plenty. I have a lot to give to you. So you don't want to miss it. Because words carry power. Words can change people's lives. Words can mess somebody up. Boss, come. 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 Quick, come. Sorry. Pick the, pick, pick, pick the book for me. Come. No, it's the other book I told you to. Check the other book. Okay, so, sorry, give me the pen. Have you seen the way I'm messing him up? Did I beat him? No. I've made him uncomfortable with my words. You see the way he was confused? In the spiritual realm, when the wrong word is on you, that's how your life operates. You go like this, you come like this because Obi Kasa will tree. But if the altar is behind you, Jesus. the altar will respond to those people against your destiny. By one word can change his life. How can one word change his life? Let me just stand there again and one word will change his life. Brof, come, brof, come. Sit on this nice chair. One word has transformed his life. We, we are controlled by words. Third service, we are about to lift up one prayer. Let the altar respond. Amen. Lift up your hands. Say by fire. By fire. I can't feel your fire. Say by fire. By fire. Say by fire. By fire. Let the altar of God. Let the altar of God. Respond. Respond. On my behalf. On my behalf. Any situation. Any situation. Let the altar. Let the altar. Respond. Respond. On my behalf. On my behalf. As I clap. As I clap. As I pray. As I pray. Somebody does one prayer. And ever, Jesus. the altar will respond to them. Amen. Hey, any syndicate, Jesus. Any conspiracy, Jesus. Let the altar respond. Amen. Let the altar respond. Amen. Let the altar respond. Amen. Look at me. They brought a woman to Jesus, and they were going to stone the woman. But Jesus went on the ground, and he started writing. When he stood up, the people who carried the stones, they had put their stones down and the people had gone away. We don't know what Jesus wrote, but I can know why he wrote what he wrote. Can I tell you? We know of the woman's story that she has committed adultery. But what Jesus Christ was writing, he was writing about the woman's future. So they knew her past, but Jesus knew her future. I prophesy, your future is brighter. Your future is brighter. Your future is wonderful. Your future is great. Your future is awesome. Sit down. Let me let me show you this. This whole series, a seed of paper you've written your name on after after every service, you tell the altar of it. But the climax of this whole series, this is a direction that we will do. We will pick stone. And get me oil. Oh, you see, you can get me this, this one. Let me drop on it. I'll show you something. We will pick oil and drop oil. We will pick stone and drop oil on it. And I'll show you what to do with it. But for Daniel, why? One of the directions you need to do 
when a wrong word is on you and you want to discard it, it's one of these directions. That's why some people come and see me. I give them some of this direction. And I come to show you why. Jacob had a wife. The name of the wife was called Rachel. But when Rachel was walking about in life, he had a curse on her. Because Rachel stole the father's idol. Then the own husband, Jacob, cursed her and said, the person who stole it will die. So now, Rachel is going to give birth and she died. But she was able to die because of the curse, because of one thing. Where the direction was done, she left the place. Let me explain to you. 35 verse 14. Let's go. Jacob set out a stone pillar, a stone pillar, at the place where God had talked to him about the altar. And he poured out a drink offering on it. And he also poured what? Test service, I can't feel you. Also poured? Also poured? So he poured the oil on. Now oil has been poured. Rachel has a curse, but the curse cannot kill her because a direction is there. But let's see what happened. 15. Then Jacob called the place Bethel. Say Bethel. Bethel. So where he took the stone and poured the oil, he called the place Bethel. And I'll, I'll, I'll come back there and show you. Now, this is the case that happened. But when they moved on from Bethel, their mistake was to move away from Bethel. Then she was about to give birth. Rachel was about to give birth. She was having difficulty in the childbearing. 18. She breathed her last and she died. Verse 19. Verse 19. They, she died and was buried. Why? The answer is in verse 16. The answer is in verse 16. Why? The answer is in verse 16. They moved on from Bethel. Because they were supposed to have stayed in Bethel. 15. 15. 15. Because that place where they took the stone and anointed was called what? Bethel. Bethel. The last day of this direction, My everybody will pick a stone. You place oil on. You go home. First of all, you tie this altar, you drop it in your house. And say, God, forever and ever in my life, may I never leave Bethel. Now hear somebody say, Prophet Daniel, what if you go and place the stone there and somebody sweeps it over or I leave the house or something? So long as you have tied the altar with it and drop it there, when the next day is even taken away forever and ever, your life is in Bethel. Okay, Prophet Daniel, why Bethel? Anytime you see a word that starts with Beth, B-E-T-H, in the, in the Hebrew, it means house. Someone say house. So when you see Bethlehem, it's Bethlehem. Lehem is bread. Bethlehem, house. Lehem is bread. So Bethlehem means house of bread. That's why Jesus was the bread of heaven. He was born in the house of bread. So Beth means house. And by now you know that L. Anytime you see a name that ends with L, 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 L. The word L is Elohim, Elohim, Elohim. And Elohim is God. So when you see a name like Daniel, which means God is my judge. Emmanuel, God is with us. Samuel, Raphael, Ezekiel, Mikael, who is equal to God. So Bethel simply means house. L Beth is house. L is God. So battle simply means house of God. So when they left the house of God, that's where Rachel died. Someone say battle. Say my neighbor. Neighbor. Never miss battle. Never miss battle. So battle, battle, battle means battle, battle, house of L, house of God. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. So when you when you go and drop this, when but hear me, it only happened because. He poured oil on the stone and placed it there and became a battle. So the day we do this direction, you go and put it in your house and say, God, forever and ever, wherever I go, make, make my house where I stay become my battle. Say, I am blessed. I am blessed. With authority. With authority. Put your hand down. Put your hand down. Um, last Tuesday, I was ministering over here and I went to a family. I went to a sister. And I asked the sister, most of you were here on Tuesday, and I said to her, um, where is your father? Do you all remember? Yes, sir. And uh, she said, the father is in America. She said, the father has stayed in America for so many years. And I said, is, your, is, is it your mother that came to pick your father? She said, yes. I said, let me tell you something. There's an issue that is going on right now, if you don't know. A man is angry. A man who I see as your own father's brother is angry that when your father was going, he didn't tell him, so he's not happy. Before I could finish... I said, Pastor, I will tell her, tell her that. She said, Prophet, I know. 
with the mother, her mother just came to Ghana from America, from New York. And the father's brother went to the woman and said, for many years, I've been bitter about you and your family. Because when my brother was going, nobody told me. So I gave that prophecy and I said, the family has to pray because something is going on. Church, our prophecies don't go online. Nobody hears our prophecy because everything goes off at that time. Do you know, on Wednesday service, I was just there and the family came to see me. I said, what's up? I said, prophet, after you gave our sister the prophecy here and nobody in the family knows about it, the man who is in their village called one of her sisters in America and said, hello, how are you? Say, said, uncle, I'm well. And the man has never called her before. She even doesn't know how the man got the number. So let's hear what the uncle is going to say. Say, all of you, do you know that when you were young, I was the one that was cleaning you and everything. But you are going to stay in America. I don't hear from all of you. By the way, I'm praying for all of you. Then the girl said, uncle, we too, we are praying for you. So the girl is about to drop the call. Some, something prompted her not to drop the call. So she was still on the phone. And the uncle said, bye-bye. She said, bye-bye. She was still on. Then she heard the uncle saying, this young girl from Kou, I will finish all of them. She heard it on the phone live. So the moment she heard that, she panicked, she dropped the call. She called the family, then they came to see me. I said, Papa, you told us on Tuesday. I said, let me tell you something. It is God that made you not to drop the call to hear what was being said. Hey, Whoever is looking to finish you, Jesus. may God expose them by fire. Amen. Some shout exposure. Exposure. Listen, may God give you to, take you to the place where negativity will be exposed. Say, it shall be exposed. It shall be exposed. Say, it will be exposed. It will be exposed. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. After the first service, one sister saw me outside there and said, Papa, I have a testimony I can't keep to myself. I said, why? He said, prophet, the lady who sits opposite me in the workplace, for two weeks now, anytime I get to the workplace, I feel dizzy. This girl, dizzy. She came to church, she turned the altar, dizzy. And I told her, don't worry at all, take handkerchief. When you go to your workplace, the person who is, in, who is opposite you, clean your chair and clean her chair. Something will happen. So, prophet, after I did that, two days, the lady, they come to work. The lady sent a message and said, my sister, I am sorry. He said, ah, what are you sorry about? He said, listen, this workplace, you are getting more favor than me. So I went somewhere and they made me to put a black powder on your chair. But you too, I don't know what you came to do. Since then, if I don't confess, I will not be well. I speak by the altar over here. Let the spirit of God arise on your behalf. Let me shout fire. Fire. Listen to me. They will confess. This woman, this is her daughter. My sister, be on your feet. This is her daughter. And this is the mother. Sit down. The mother came from Asim Fosu. In the course of prophetic meeting, I went to her and I said, I said unto auntie, we have to finish and kill a, a, a dog. There's an attack going on. And the thing is your own blood. Your own blood. Before I could finish, the prophet, I already know. Say, prophet, my own, my own sister has always been on my case. She says she will finish me. I said, don't worry. I said, when are you going back? He said, I'm going back then a few days. I told her, take stone. And I told her to take stone from the compound. I said, when you go, go and throw it. A time that nobody will see. Whoever has vowed, something will happen. She came back and said, prophet, when I threw the stone, her sister came back to her and said, hey, I want to confess. I'm the one fighting you. And before the sister will confess, on that same day she threw the stone, dogs came to bite the sister. Mebwa. Church, let, let, me t- let me tell you something. You are supposed to get to a realm where you become untouchable. Yeah. That when somebody tries you, the Bible says you are the apple of God's eye. No. It shouldn't be possible. Get to that realm where you command authority, where you command power, and God gives you the victory. I speak over everybody here. Amen. May God remember you now. Amen. Now- Thank you for joining us on Power for Your Living podcast. You can contact Prophet Daniela Martin on www.danielamartin.net.
or call the toll-free number 1-844-314-7337 or call plus 233-240-799910 or email amoatt at hotmail.com. If you are blessed by this message, you can prayerfully consider partnering with this ministry by giving your offering on www.danielamwating.net or cash up, dollar sign, power of worship, one, or PayPal, info at danielamwating.net or MTN mobile money, 055-0000881. Thank you. You can worship with Prophet Daniel Amwating at Power of Worship International Ministries, Spinktest Road, Accra, Ghana, or any of his international branches across the world. Visit us on our social media handles, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, Clubhouse, at Daniel Amwating, or Power of Worship International on Facebook. Thank you.